Hey, howdy, hey! You are listening to Watching Worst Films. My name is Jericho. I am one of your hosts. With me, as ever, Kyle Shemansky. Hello, hello, hello. And we are coming to you in a very chipper mood because yeah. we have just watched Can't Stop the Music, which is the first ever Razzie winner. Is, we yeah. are, of course, we were, of course, the podcast that watched every single Golden Raspberry Award winner for Worst Film. And we finished. This is the first one, which was our last one. Yeah. So we have now seen them all. We've seen them all. Full yeah. Clean sweep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. Better sweet, but I'm happy. Yeah, it's yeah, lovely, it has. Lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll kind of we'll kind of get to that because this is almost the perfect film for that, isn't it? it end of an era. It is very. very this is our Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> the world would be forever changed. They would. Turns out they would stop the music. Yeah. But we don't want to jump the gun. So to get through our usual things this is the winner for 1980 which is the first ever mm -hmm. Razzie award ceremony Mr. Razzie got the idea having watched Can't Stop the Music in a double bill with Xanadu which we'll talk more about in the second half so what was your knowledge of um, Can't Stop the Music prior knew, to this? I knew about it okay so that's probably a little bit I've never seen it obviously I knew it was a big flop I knew more about the village people than you because I could name four songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a bit. Of a... I also knew those songs. I just didn't know they were yeah. the village people. So yeah, I have a little bit of knowledge about it, but I've never seen it. It's just that sort of. I know it's like you said. It's that transitional time. I knew it bombed. I knew it's the death of disco. It's nicely rubber stamped. Yeah. Nineteen eighty. It's very clean. New decade. You know. Yeah. Like, we're also like what three years after Saturday Night Fever. So this is this is. The eulogy for disco. I yeah, call yeah, it. yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never seen it before. What about yourself? So much less than that. I knew nothing about this. I I went in completely blind. I didn't know it had anything to do with the village people. I didn't know it was a biopic. I just thought we would be watching like some generic musical. Like, I I was expecting like a Broadway melody. Well, I was expecting Xanadu. That's basically. it. And I I got confused because even when we started watching it, and you were like, "There's a group in it." Yeah. And I was like, it's the Bee Gees, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah. it's a disco thing. I know it is, and it's the village people. Yeah. I got confused with Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, uh -huh. the 78 film with the Bee Gees. Yeah. And that was a big flop. Yeah. And I think some of, some of my maybe knowledge was the two of those films combined, but I, I did know the title of this film. So yeah, yeah. I will give that. Yeah, I'd never heard of it prior to starting this Razzie journey. So, for the last ever time on a budget of... <sighs> 13.5 to 20 million, so that's a massive ballpark yeah, they've given yeah. you. How much do you think this made back? Five. Two! Oh! oh. You were pretty close, yeah. you were pretty close. Granted, it was more than double, but still, you were um, very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, all, that's quite a big budget. I don't know where it went. 1980 as well. Like, Is Mahoney taking that? Because well, we've been like, talking about, uh, you know, Freddie getting... Yeah. Freddie got fingers 15 million. Yeah. Um, so and that was up on screen, the man that bought was, jewels. That was the man bought jewels in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> this marketing was one of them. I, I know really? I know marketing okay. was heavy. I read something about that by mistake. Yeah. I assume a lot of this is it's hard to tell. I, I kind of put the gross a bit higher because I bet you the album did well. Yeah. I bet you had a really good soundtrack and it might have pulled people in. Because I know Can't Stop the Music, the title song was a semi hit. Yeah. Do we want to see how uh, how well it sold? 
47 on the Billboard 200 in the US and number 9 on the UK album charts. Well, it says there, so the, the line before, though the movie was a commercial failure, the album was well, was more well received. More well received. Though. Bigger than a bomb. Better than a bomb. And you know, you still probably have... Some... Chart at number 1 in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Number like, 1 in Spain. It's not what it would be like in 6 years time for them when they're yeah. not charting at all. So there is still some draw. Yeah. Like, I think the village people still have a drawing power and you probably also have, you know, it a gay scene as well probably going out to see it thinking it's going to be this gay scene. scene sorry I'm confused sorry, totally straight people have to do with heterosexual males manly macho men <laughs> <laughs> maybe some that have been in the navy yeah. that's who should be going to see this film so, can I, you imagine Trump using Can't Stop the Music <laughs> <laughs> rally you know they want to indict us <laughs> the nasty democrats want to stop the music well, I've got one thing to say to them. But as I always, my other answer is probably about money laundering. Um, there's yeah, probably okay, there's yeah. a lot of strange producer titles and credits, and I'm thinking a lot of money got moved about here to, yeah, yeah, thinking it's going to be a massive hit, and then yeah. it's a bomb, and now, everyone, now everyone's <laughs> out of a job. So right. was there associated merchandising where people going around with can't stop the music well, that's, right. lunchboxes? So that, that's what I heard. And it is in the film. Baskin Robbins did a oh Italian tie in, yeah yeah, yeah. called Can't Stop the Nuts yeah um, they've improved with their pun game since then yes. haven't they for the for the totally straight it was like a creamy white <laughs> delicious ice cream and that's I mean it's Baskin Robbins in 1980 not now yeah. so that's not as big a thing as you it sounds like in 2023 yeah. back then they only had four or five yeah 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 it's not it's not yeah it's not what it is now so but still there was something again the soundtrack there is also another soundtrack uh, <laughs> <laughs> I found where the composer Gutenberg yeah. did released all the incidental music in the score oh, okay, okay. so there's two and then there's the village people version Yeah. I don't think there's a third version for all the rest of the music from yeah. like the Ritchie family and because spoilers 60% of the film isn't the village people's music it's um, so weird to make like granted this doesn't say it's a biopic this isn't the story of the very village people it doesn't which is why I was getting confused that. with Sergeant Peppers yeah which is like that weird like coming yeah. together but not quite like yeah. forming the band but still it's it's very weird to make a movie that is essentially a village people biopic and to have them be like silent incidental characters whilst we watch there, Caitlyn Jenner and some Olivia Newton-John there's a big reason for that though. Yeah, there's okay, a very okay. big reason and you don't see much of the village people so yeah anyway take us away okay so getting into the film my first note introducing bruce jenner yes that was just uh like because at this point in time like is is caitlin jenner an olympian is she an actor i'm like i'm assuming from I'm assuming from this that this was her first screen credit. If she's getting the well, it's introducing. So yeah, like we, you know, we see Bruce's in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, just for clarifications, I'm just gonna say Bruce because it's Bruce in the movie. And uh, she's also said she doesn't. Care. Yeah, she doesn't. So, care. If it's yeah. Kate, if she's Caitlin, she's Caitlin. If it's Bruce, it's Bruce. I'm just gonna yeah. Just for my own clarification. Uh, yeah, it's his debut. Yeah. And I, I mean, I when the titles are coming in, I didn't perk up because I was excited for the goot. Um, I forgot, I didn't know Stephen Gutenberg was in here. This is four or five years before Police Academy. Very early role for him. He's probably only doing bit parts. Yeah. So he's not a name. He's not a name at all. They're um, not selling They're not selling, selling this off. <laughs> they're, they're selling on introducing Bruce Jenner. Yeah. Like, weirdly enough, in your Village People biopic, Olympian 
gold medalist is the, your selling point. So yeah, yeah, because Mahoney's the lead. Like it no, starts with Mahoney. He's not. The lead. He's for the first start. He, for the first, there's like, like he anchors it to begin with. I'm gonna right. So like Steve Gutenberg plays Jack. He play he plays the composer that made the Village People. The guy yeah. that made this film, Jack Morale or something. Yeah. He is a record clerk. Uh, he's also but he's a composer he's a composer yeah. and on the busiest day of the year like there's like 100 people in the store yeah he quits because he has to do he gets a djing gig yeah which is my first big laugh because i love the line and um, you know look, look how happy i'm making the people they love my music yeah, it's yeah. like yeah they love it when you play other people's music <laughs> <laughs> hero but he's wrote a song called samantha about his flatmate samantha yeah. and samantha is a retired model uh-huh. i remember that because the comes up a lot she gets her own little subplot with a modeling agency or whatever yeah so i don't know how old she's meant to be i know it's models are like if this is like you're 24 and yeah you're, you're done yeah, yeah you're i don't watched. know how old she's yeah. meant to be and why she's living with steve gutenberg and coaches from the village people it's a strange situation to set us up but that's that's like the that's your first grab because jenna's yeah. not here yet so at the very start of the film gutenberg's your protagonist yeah. he's this plucky normal working man that once has dreams of being a composer yeah that's like our setup yeah and you can tell because spoilers he isn't the main character and <laughs> the minute he's not the main character gutenberg's energy drops to like, yeah floor. exactly yeah. Like, <laughs> at, at the beginning like his performance within the first 10 minutes of the film is among the worst we've seen oh. because i told you i was like he is nailed on for a win here because he's just he's like his line reads are unnatural I'm he's kind of like i'm gonna go out and say he's top best in this film because the worst is yet to come yeah like yeah. You, you, you get set up like this is the problem Gutenberg is he's manic yeah like, he's crazy like he's so excited it looks like he's doing an audition almost you yeah. know when you're like, you know, take, like take it down a bit and do another try like you know like when footballers get sent off coming off the bench mm-hmm. like Steven Gerrard got sent off at Old Trafford that time and like I'm sure it's happened in the old firm games people who are just like way 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 too hyped up and then they're just like full of energy, come yeah. bursting onto the yeah. pitch and like clatter someone and get sent off. That's Steven it. Gutenberg was like that. Like he's been warming up on the touchline for yeah. the past 10 years. <laughs> desperate to get a go. And as soon as they call action, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he, he quits his job to, yeah. go, to go to this gig. What's your next note? Before I just carry on through the film. Honestly, like, I don't really have that much. They're few and far between, not really good notes. Uh, the first song was a toe-tapper. I kind of like that. The, the the First Nations village person was the first guy we saw. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's like... He's clearly going to be like... I thought he's going to be our lead, maybe. They've identified him as the one who could act, so perhaps. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, you like the first song. That song is The Sound of the City. Oh, yeah. That's over the credits. That's yeah. about New York and yeah. how great New York is. Uh, but that. there's someone wearing a San Francisco... There's three women wearing San Francisco t-shirts. Who yeah. can, like, San Fran Francisco. Very... They kind of unite and make... It's the happiest like, thing are New York I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. We are in the village and we're about to meet some people. And that's a song by David London, or a song by David London, of Toto and... Survivor and every other oh, 80s okay, rock band. Interesting, interesting. So he's not not the village people. But he's it's not a village person. Okay, okay, that's um, fine. That's fine. So when we're at the club, the big hit that plays is Samantha. Yeah. Which is which th- that's going to be a village person song, obviously. You, you would absolutely think. Yeah, that. yeah. That's also David London. Okay, um, okay, okay. That was actually quite a catchy song. Yeah. I, I, again, we're ten minutes in probably, and we're nowhere near the apart from Cochise. Yeah. Running around an apartment. Yeah. But a good start for the music. Yeah, um, yeah. The first village people song, which is very close, is "I Love You to Death." Do you remember okay. that one? I liked no. it. 
Um, I probably liked it. It's a hideous song. Yeah, you were tapping your toes, but yeah. it's, it's actually catchy. So yeah, full mark so far. Like yeah. three out of three on the on the music front. Okay, my next note is, who is this made for? Like, is this made for village people fans? Is this made to market the village people to a wider audience? Is this made to for a general audience? Like, I just had no idea. Like, if you're meant to be watching this as a village person fan, screaming, like... Like, I, I just didn't know. I was like, is this Spice World? Is this, like... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, this is the opposite of Spice World, where you have the... Yeah. Like, so there's, like... It's that golden rule, isn't it? You play to strengths and hide weaknesses. Yeah. So if you've got, like... The Spice Girls, you're going to probably give Jerry more lines than yeah, Victoria yeah. because she's a bit more charismatic and all that. Yeah. And you can play to those strengths and hide yeah, the weaknesses. Yeah. But you can't do that with the village people because, and they're not even here yet, but spoilers, they suck. They are not. Like, they're, it's, it's a shame how sidelined they Like, if they're that bad, no, then they're really have bad. actors yeah. playing. Well, them. like, this is it. So, this is my crux of watching it and thinking, like, while I'm watching it, if you've got the village people and they suck, right? Yeah. And you've got Steve Gutenberg and he's new. Yeah. Right? He hasn't got the experience. Why introduce Bruce Jenner to carry the fucking film? Yeah, who's Bruce worse Jenner's than the who's worse than is... the village people? Bruce Jenner is like if the village people stink the place out, then it's at least their film, and well, they'll be it, far yeah. from the first and, and have, last musicians could, to stink out uh, a vehicle. You could slap. Whereas, why do we get Caitlyn Jenner? Like, yeah. it's just like like they've just written a character who doesn't need to be in it. Yep. <laughs> so, like, so, so even we're talking about in Olivia Newton John, right? If, yeah. If Travolta was here, even oh, God. He, he could have he helped cut. Ca- he could yeah. carry them because he'd be able to act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I oh, lovely <laughs> bargain. <laughs> I don't got him so much, but he'd be able to do the performance. Stallone would even be able to do this and fucking staying alive. And, and of ma- course, he's also straight. Yeah, so. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's a big problem. Like the village people can't act. That's fine. They're singers. Yeah. They're not real actors in the slightest. Yeah. So you hire someone your lead has to be someone that can carry them and they're the yeah. support they're the warriors they're your back yeah, yeah. they're your organauts um, <laughs> <laughs> but never before have the village people be compared to <laughs> but Jason can't be played by Bruce the village people go and get the golden fleece I'm just imagining the village people fighting Talos the ultimate <laughs> macho man <laughs> <laughs> they were in the navy you know yeah exactly yeah no that works yeah 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 <laughs> okay so i then asked you what are the biopic cliches of the village people because i hate like all i hate these biopics that just rely on audience knowledge and have these kind of like little convenient tied up explanations for things like Freddie Mercury is sitting in a park and he watches a fat bottom girl yeah, go by yeah, yeah. or someone's riding a bicycle. Yeah. So like what are the are the cliches? And like yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know. The film doesn't give us any of them, spoiler. No, no. But I was waiting for like someone goes by with a hat made of nachos <laughs> and they're like, Hey nacho man, <laughs> slow down. Or like I was thinking that Mahoney's gonna be writing the YMCA and it's going to be like staying up all night getting like sleepless nights he's perhaps going to be doing some cocaine in Mm. order to keep the levels up and he's going to burn out and like his dad's going to be like come on son you need to take a rest young man you've been working too hard and he's going to be like that's it but but like like, say I thought that I thought my my four is like something's going to be recorded in a YMCA 
And then yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true. Um, <laughs> All every recording studio in the city is booked. <laughs> and also, we don't have any lyrics for our song. <laughs> um, I thought the producer or like Bruce Jenner would have said, you need to go west to California. To yeah, yeah. Like, that's where the music is. New York's People in New York are homophobic. The disco is You know where guys yeah. like you belong? It's the 80s. The 80s yeah. belongs to California. San Francisco, yeah. 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 The, the, the San Francisco ladies are going to come back and be yeah. like... I'm going Which, to mine goals. As I want to point out here, San Francisco, you've got me. The song appears in the film. Oh. And the Baron and three women pass with the word San Francisco on their t-shirts. Nice, like everything nice. about this film should have been in San Francisco. It all makes sense. So, yeah. yeah Gutenberg, no, it doesn't. It doesn't count. They are the village people. They are the Greenwich Village people. <laughs> the people of Greenwich Village. You cannot take... Um, the people like. So I thought that, and then I thought when they're getting their costumes, someone was going to mock them and be like, they, look, they need to be more macho. Yeah. And then, but we are macho yeah, men. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Easy, done. And in the Navy, would have just been recruiting the Navy guy. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, we need someone in uniform. Yeah, like, we're missing yeah, a little boom, something. Dun, dun, in the we need your support for the troops. Exactly. Okay. This was when I was researching the village people and the the film. And I discovered the existence of the straight singer of the village people. So IMDb summarizes it succinctly when they say Ray Simpson's role was originally intended for Victor Willis, the original lead singer of the village people who quit the group during pre-production of this film. Wanting to assert his heterosexuality amongst the gay themed group, Willis had insisted his then wife Felicia Rashad be written into the film as his girlfriend. When he quit the group, Ayers Allen was fired and replaced by Alto Vis. Davis. So I, I, I later learned that he wasn't just like, he wasn't the Pete Best of the village people. He wasn't just like some guy who departed before they had their greatest success. He was like the Brian Wilson yeah. of the village the people. people. of the village people, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I, like, I, I mean, I didn't know this. It is apparent though at certain points well i just want to speak the thing that interests me first is wanting to assert his heterosexuality amongst the gay themed group because i just immediately thought of andy samberg in pop star not gay equal rights (laughs) 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 uh, let's go to the ymca not gay (laughs) being straight of the the ymca (laughs) not jerking off men of the ymca not gay Macho man, <laughs> not gay. Because um, I don't know the idea of being in the village, people whilst wanting to m- m- assert your yeah. heterosexuality. It's like, come on, just go with the flow. Not to queer bait. Not don't go the other way. But just like I don't know the idea of like telling your manager like release a press statement that says I have a girlfriend, <laughs> okay, um, or just like. Him dancing away from all the other guys and leaving them yeah. instead of saying, I'm, I'm not into any of that stuff. Let it be, let it be clear. I yeah. like the ladies. Or, God forbid, writing like a heterosexual anthem for the village people. <laughs> um, the thing, so, my, my thoughts there is it's very apparent. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you do think, even like if you just think of the village people, you're like, there's a leader and he yeah. is charismatic and he does do the talk. Like, that's why you're thinking the others are just dancers. Yeah. He's not here. Yeah. And his replacement is very obviously a replacement. Well, we'll cover that when we get to YMCA, yeah. but his absence is most glaring in that scene. And it's also glaring just in the soundtrack. I think yeah. because you're filling them out with all these other bands, Yeah, he is the man that did all the songs. Yeah. This song, this film has YMCA, but it doesn't have Macho Man yeah. in the Navy or Go West. Like, no. So, yeah. It's you're... like, there's just like a, a gaping void here where it's just like... It's it's Josie and the Pussycats without Josie, or it's like 
the stooges without Iggy Pop. Yeah, it's, of it's, your missing well, it's like why your... I won't go see like Smashing Pumpkins now because yeah. I don't want to hear 2015 onwards. So, yeah, and that's yeah. it. I'm not getting anything yeah. else. Like, fuck that. Speech boys without Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go see that. <laughs> <laughs> of like, like both, like nobody, nobody in the band has any charisma. They're just like they're sidelined in their own film, yeah. and all of their songs are kind of also pushed to the side yeah. for the most part. And so, yeah, it then makes sense when you learn that Victor Willis was kind of like the 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 rug yeah, tying it all together. That's another reason why the village people have probably been punted in for the background. It's probably yeah. why the budget's going up and delays. You've yeah, got, you know, there's all these reasons. Yeah, and so my next note, the cop is introduced and the people assemble. Lyrics are printed out for their first the concert. Cop, I quite like the cop getting introduced yeah. because Stephen Gutenberg's on drugs. And they, <laughs> I think it's Samantha takes the police officer to the door and he's freaking out that yeah. the cops are coming to Boston. But no, he's here to audition for the group. Yeah, uh, I like that. That was actually quite fun. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Next note, a quote from uh, Mahoney, isn't it? Anyone who can swallow two snowballs yeah. and a ding-dong should have no problem with pride, yep. which he says to Olivia Poundshelf John. Because I, I can't... Yeah, it's, it's too much to swallow. I can't do it. And yeah. she instantly... Instantly fucking... Yeah, that got past the censors, eh? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And Gutenberg, deliver, Gutenberg delivers it like he doesn't know the innuendo, which is funny, which is, makes it funny to me. Yeah, like, yeah They, yeah, they yeah. do think it's, cause it's... Right, so this is a weird thing. Samantha, there's a lot of fat jokes in this um, yeah. film. Like, Samantha's introduced... And the first thing Steve Gutenberg says is, hello, Miss Piggy. Because yeah. she's eating like a donut or a bagel or something. Yeah. And she's like, I don't have to care about my weight. And there's a plot later on when the woman, the fashion agent, phones her. Oh, yeah. And she just says, how far are you? It's yeah. like her first question, how far are you? And she's like, I'm enormous. The like, modeling industry is a toxic it's place. It's fucking nuts, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and I don't know why it's in here. Yeah. I don't know why they keep make, uh, Gutenberg keeps... Yeah, it's weird. It is very strange. Yeah. My next note, pantsless... What was this about? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to introduce ca- a character name now. So, Caitlyn Jenner plays Ron, yes. and Ron has been mugged on the street. So, the, Ron is buying a cake. Right? Yeah. Ron bumps into Olivia Newton John. Yeah. Olivia Newton John says, Nice box. Yeah. Which is a weird line. And then he's crossing the road and sees an old lady get hit by a taxi. Yeah. So, he goes to help because, you know, chivalrous gentleman. Yeah. Bruce. And the old lady turns out to be. A mugger, so yeah. she pulls out a gun on him, yeah, and robs him in the middle of the road. And uh, I had no idea what was happening because at first I thought she'd done the classic fall over mm-hmm. stumble. I thought she was just like picking his pocket, but then at one point she like is clearly like oh, taking no. something off she his did, neck. Yeah, or going she, into, she does pull the gun, on and him. I was like, "What is?" Yeah. And you were like, "Yeah, she's pulled the gun on him." And I was like, "Oh, I, I missed that. Yeah. I thought she was doing it by stealth no, rather no, than no. by." A moped comes past and yeah. picks her up, and she yeah. goes away. Yeah, and that's how. So now Bruce gets to speak to Olivia yeah. and now he's involved. He's going to help her. He's described throughout the whole film as very handsome. Everyone yeah. always compliments on how he looks. Yeah. He, I don't know his purpose other than to help put the village people together. Um, Bruce obviously knows a lot of people that would be suitable for the band. I will say though, like him getting mugged is the closest realistic depiction of New York City in the film. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. So he goes to pick Olivia Poundshop John up and he says, I never dated a girl with a male roommate. And she says, this is the 80s, darling. You're going to see a lot of things you've never seen before. Which is fucking hilarious. Um, Again, contextualised into the movie and the year and what's a way to happen to disco the village people in these kind of movies. 
Yeah. Exactly. No, that's a, he that's a nice that to her, yeah. yeah, foreboding line about everyone's favourite decade, the 80s. <laughs> All day glow, shoulder pads, mm. no bad things happen to anyone. My next line, $1,000 for a dress. Someone freaks out about that, which I don't know, in the 70s might have been, was probably, yeah, was a lot more. Yeah. Olivia Pine Shop John goes with one of the village people to a big, officious-looking building, and he says, I wish I had time to change. This looks like one of those conservative, uptight law offices. And I was like, you're a fucking troop. Like, like because he's dressed as a military mm-hmm. man. I was like, they, they would love you. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, you're, you're the conservative's dream, <laughs> a man in uniform. <laughs> and so it then turns out that it's just like a big gay orgy. Well, not orgy, obviously, but like, what, what is the deal with that like office scene? That's the auditions. Oh yeah, of course so it's the auditions. Yeah, so yeah. there's some great ones here. The biker comes arrives because he wants to cash a check or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, auditioning. And he's like, "Oh, I can do that." He sings "Danny Boy" yeah, on yeah. top of a piano, so yeah. that's him in. Some guy, it might be Randy, my cowboy, comes in with fire. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm flaming." No, no, no. I'm James and flames my games. There you go. <laughs> That's the man in gold hot uh, pants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hot, hot onto the table in, hot, in, hot, in gold hot pants. Starts swinging fireballs around. Does, doesn't sing. And they're like, James, we love you, but you're a health and safety hazard. <laughs> you nearly burned down the building. You didn't yeah. sing. You're a fire code violation, <laughs> James. So that's all the additions, and it's like this manic. There's loads of people want to get involved. Yeah, know? yeah. This is round about the point where Gutenberg's completely checked out. Yeah. Yeah. He knows he's surrounded by. Thirty people on Gutenberg's just sitting in a booth at the yeah. back twiddling his thumbs. At this day, he vowed never to do ensemble films ever. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, body, body, body. I think is maybe the lyrics of the the song, and the First Nations village person does a like big sort of like flop nod with the, with yeah. the headdress. And at this point in time, I was like, he is the MVP because. He's, he's most, got energy. He's, he's the most prominent like, member yeah. as well. Like he's from the beginning till the end. He gets the most. Is is probably because you are the one that can. Yeah, you've got some charisma. Yeah, he's the only one's discernible from the rest. The rest of them all look so nervous. When yeah, they're just, they're like, <laughs> like they're dreading. Could, it. It, it could honestly have been like a what's what's Andy Kaufman's guy, Bob Zemeckis. No, the. His friend or uh, Tony Clifton? Tony Clifton. Yeah. The re- if you had told me that the rest of them were like a Tony Clifton, that they all changed uniform, <laughs> the biker was then I would have believed you because yeah. the rest are just a faceless mask. Yeah. Apart from Randy, I do remember Randy's small Yeah, mash. true. Um, or rather, to use a reference which uh, speaks to me, if you told them that was a Kira Knightley or a Sophia <laughs> Coppola in The Phantom Menace, they could all just change places just change because around. they're just an indistinct blur. And then my my next note is just like, it's truly insane the place that the village people hold in pop culture when like of course the ymca being like a gay anthem and i was like we were like trump like obviously people mock trump dancing around to ymca and macho man at all his rallies but i was like in a primary school in scotland in the 90s like the YMCA, yeah, it's just like, That's like we had school discos. Yeah, exactly. And that yeah. was do the Superman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All those like yeah. cheesy chicken dance, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. YMCA, yeah. anything you can just like Macarena. It's such yeah. an easy dance. You can yeah. get. You can get 38-year-olds to all synchronise to do yeah. those moves, so that's fine. But, like, just, like, when you strip that back to, like, a song written by, 
gay men in Greenwich Village about fucking guys at the YMCA became but that's an anthem the, sung by yeah, like, seven-year-old kids that's a th- at primary school two decades later. Yeah. I guess, like, it's probably not that different from, like, Gangnam Style becoming, like, no, a thing. No, no, it, just, like, it these is different. It's different because there's more of them. That's why I always use the Boney M comparison. Yeah. Because there's many a Boney M song people know and sing. Like, yeah. it's not just one, oh, Mary's child or something. There's, oh, no, I forgot they did that yeah. and that and that and that. Is That's this, why the village people are better than the Millie Vanillies and all these. Is this gentleman by Psy ratio? <laughs> are you well, suggesting he's a, a one-hit wonder in he, the West? He needs to have four number ones in the west the okay, village people okay. had four big big hits but still like they didn't ever play those at school discos like i'm not i'm not i'm not questioning the success macho, of the village people macho, I'm man, just saying. macho man's imprinted in my brain yeah like, yeah macho man is go, like i don't know like i feel like there was medleys yeah, you know maybe. like you do for the beach boys and the beatles and you just do a quick yeah i'm not questioning it's just funny how like I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what my thought is, but I'm just like, in this ultra-conservative era when people are worried about children being transitioned or children being like groomed by drag queens, it's like, we all grew up speaking about jerking men off in the YMCA and we turned out fine, <laughs> so just chill out, okay? Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we have the milk commercial. I so think, I think I zoned out with the milk commercial. This is Milkshake. Do the shake, oh. <laughs> um, which I can't remember the melody, but I liked it. Okay, because like Olivia Pinchup John is doing a, a milk commercial, and she's like, "I know some guys who'd be perfect for this," so, and that's kind of their big hit. That's yeah. their big moment. Is it's post YMCA as well? Is that post? Oh yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, we've skipped over the YMCA. Okay, let's discuss the YMCA. <laughs> Young man, you can do <laughs> Okay, so they go to they go to the YMCA and like, they perform the YMCA. Well, that's it. I'm I'm totally paraphrasing, but in my memory, Bruce is like, "Listen, we need a space we can go." Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes them there. Yeah, uh, this is the closest we get to before we get into the scene. Uh, Olivia Newton John diet wears a macho woman T-shirt. Yeah, you uh-huh, pointed out. Uh-huh. That's the closest to the song macho man yeah, in the film. Yeah. Sadly. I would be rioting in the cinemas in 1980, tearing out <laughs> the seats. Hell no, we won't go play Macho Man! Until the cinema stuff, like, okay, I'll just play it over the PA and get this guy out of here. <laughs> uh, okay, so the YMCA is kind of the high point of the movie in terms of, like, it's the biggest number. It's, and it's a big set. And you were concerned because you were like, there's 40 minutes to go, why are they playing YMCA now? <laughs> Um, but let's give the floor to Mr. Razzi, who says in his book, This number, staged in the steam rooms, locker rooms, swimming pools and hot tubs of a men's gym, combines elements of old Esther Williams pictures, Rocky, Lonely Lady and countless other tacky movies to create an eye-popping, mind-boggling sequence that is the epitome of 80s tastelessness. I don't know where he's getting the Lonely Lady from. Yeah, I mean, there's a pool. In the Lonely Lady. Oh, okay, yeah. But like, now we're just naming films. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah, the like... Water Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's weird. That's, I didn't yeah. even say that. Yeah. So this is where they have got rid of Victor Willis. And so they have a re-recorded version of Boy. the YMCA. So while the set piece involves like choreography and like men dancing around whilst Olivia finds up John is in the centre, just like incredibly jarring. It's just like... They're just kind of like, hey, look, can you get her out of here yeah. so we can fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Cooper, exactly, yeah. Is Goonberg here? 
Uh, I don't even know if he is. I, I can see Bruce having a great yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think, I think Gutenberg at this point's dipped. Yeah. So visually, it's all great, but the, the re-recorded version has no juice whatsoever. It's awful. I mean, it's, it sounds, this is me. This could be wrong. Yeah. Gonna have to look at, it sounds like you've re-recorded his vocals, yeah. but not the track. Yeah. And to place his vocals over... Yeah, to strip out all the... The backing yeah, vocals exactly. and probably some of the yeah. bass. So you've got the weird original mix with a plastered on vocal. Yeah, like it sounds a little bit like a karaoke version like a demo, because yeah. it's missing... Yeah, it's missing the oomph. Yes. There's no backing... Again, that's what they're there Mahoney for. wasn't there. It's no, not been no. mixed. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's not good. But do we then want to discuss your discovery? Well, my discovery it? is... So when I was watching it, they, they all, they're on the hot tub, as you do. Yeah. And Olivia gets them out. She's topless, um, yeah. which surprised me, because why would you do that for Can't Stop the Music? But I was like, oh, you um, know, this is like a throwback to a different era of cinema when you'd get like a PG movie that just has like a... Yeah, that's just... It's stuck in my head. It's nothing big. It's just yeah, a, yeah. a frame. But when I was doing a little bit of research afterwards, I found that someone hangs dong in this film. Yeah. Um, which you noticed. <laughs> I thought I saw it, where I was like, it's a split second of like, when they're marching through like the locker room or whatever, a guy is either like dropping a towel or he picks up a towel. And for a split second, I was like, yep. and like front and center of the screen, is, I was like, is. I was like, did I just, did, did that just, did, did, did. And I said to you, it was like Brad Pitt, Tyler Durden in Fight Club, yeah. just splicing in those split second scenes. There was one frame of yeah. pornography. I was like, did that? But before you knew it, we're on. It's like, okay, I'm just going with the flow. <laughs> so yeah, two bits of nudity escape the censor at this point. Well, would you be interested in hearing the choice character stop from Mr. Raz? Yes, book, I would. Chapter 16, YMCA, the village people's signature song, parenthesis. Try freeze framing at 116 to spot both of Perrine's nipples clearly in view. Jeez. What the fuck is he? Mr. Skin? Like, yeah. why is he, why is oh he doing this? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it got past the censor, but... But not Mr. Rossi. Jesus. Again, it's not even like that bad. It was more that, yeah. you know, you weren't wearing like a, a one-piece like full suit, you know. That's yeah, what I'm expecting yeah. in 1980. Yeah. Here. Not the YMCA, baby. That's not um, how we do things. Yeah, we're weird, revealing right there. Weird scene. It's, it's probably the most like choreographed scene, though. Yeah, um, like it does have. Yeah, like synchronous. It's a big number. Yeah, like yeah, there's tons numbers. of extras yeah. and dancers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then we're racing towards the finale because yeah. my next note is just. A decent movie would have had a montage of them bedazzling these costumes. The, the lack of like they go off to this is their final number. Unless you have anything you want to say. I between. don't. I don't. I have something to talk about this. But yeah, we see their name and lights. Village people. The what are they called? The handsome family. The Mansons. Yeah, yeah, the Mansons. They've, they've, they've performed, and then the village people come out for their big headline gig. They've made it. And probably some important stuff has happened in between, but I have tuned out. And <laughs> they're all dancing around in shiny costumes. And I was like, a, a decent movie would have had a montage of them bedazzling these mm-hmm. costumes. Because they're all glittering and shining. And they perform Can't Stop the Music, which is like... Uh, uh, I don't want to get my, my thoughts coloured because... My initial thought was Can't Stop the Music Sucks, but I really like the instrumental they play over the credits. I think I, so I, I you like, like it. Yeah. I like the song as well, Can't Stop the Music. Yeah. And I like the instrumental credit. So yeah. That's a, that's a good 
decent disco song that isn't too just derivative on the formula. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's a fine yeah. one. If that was the last song from The Village People, I'd have been okay. That's a nice little way to bow out. Yeah. And it was written by the original singer as well. So yeah. it's got that little touch of quality that's been missing from yeah. fucking milkshake and <laughs> okay do you want to do you want to invoke Jonathan Debbie because otherwise this is just going to well, seem like a Jericho tangential PTA reference well but... we, we can get to there I just wanted to talk about the montages of the costumes yeah yeah, yeah. so you're right that's a ma- I mean it's the biggest problem and I know this is going to be redundant in the fixes the film is two hours long yeah right you, you and there's no montages and you have the village people that's criminal slap cut out 45 minutes and throw in a bunch of montages like i want to see yeah. them you know hiring people yeah just quick cuts oh we're not going to get the crocodile hunter we're yeah i want to see yeah, like the abandoned yeah yeah cast, all the ones like, like no we can't have two like native the americans casting scene in clerks three. Oh my god yes like <laughs> actually actually would be better and you could even throw in some fun jokes we could have the manson family edition, yeah, yeah. or yeah oh, victor willis yeah, edition yeah, like yeah. good but too straight yes gone. exactly <laughs> gone and especially for the end as well like we should have seen in the costumes we should have been going over them like massive lack of montages it is criminal in this film so that is a very good point yeah anyway Jonathan Demme time (laughs) yeah so how did you bring him up because it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't (laughs) it was someone talking about right so it's in the final um, show the cat's off music and it's so badly like shot choreographed yeah uh, there, it's at times it's like rather than show the whole band we're yeah, just going to yeah. show two and a half of them maybe, yeah. maybe randy's arm will yeah, yeah, yeah. well there's a really weird close-up shot of a crotch there thrusting very much for like two seconds again and then they're just like tyler durden like let's put a dick in well, there well that's it you went and it's when you were talking about them being dancers and i was yeah. like no they're singers yeah and yeah. then they, they're all singing into the mic you didn't notice they had microphones no yeah because <laughs> they're just kind of like uh, it's so that's, that's just... how badly shot like this concert and it's a huge yeah. arena they've got loads yeah, of extra massive I'm thinking, how's Scorsese doing this in the last waltz? You know, like, where's the swooping down? You know, we can show each of the members. It's going to be great. So that's why I was like, we need to get Jonathan Demme back in time to do it. Uh, <laughs> this should have been it. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Can't, uh, what did you call it? Stop making music. <laughs> yeah, stop making music. Jonathan Demme's concert film of the Village People. Um, yeah, and then we get a curtain call. Like, just that theatrical tradition of, like, Mahoney and everyone comes mm. out and they're dancing on... Well, he's he's like, on top of the stage. So there's yeah. a balcony above the village yeah. people. The main event, really, yeah. the, the top dogs, yeah. is him, Bruce, and Olivia. Yeah. Which is weird. But, like, the, the model, the, the sexist agent woman, she is she not out dancing? Uh, like, well, no, no, when they all come of, out. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they're just... Yeah, yeah that's when I think it's, like, Arlene Phillips in the car. Yeah, yeah. the director. I get my moment out, like... Yes, definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's that's the end. So, as I said, the instrumental version they play over the credits is, like, it's a lot better. I I loved it. And it made me feel a lot more positive about the film. Just yeah. such a high to end on. And it's such a high to end this journey on. I was like, when they make the biopic about us watching all of these Razzie films, I don't know how you're going to make a film of people sitting in a chair doing nothing. I was like, this is going to play over the credits. It's going to be the montage of like, Jericho Reed was shot dead for <laughs> inflammatory comments about Kevin Smith the next day. That's going to be our... <laughs> so that kind of that kinda concludes all we have to say about Can't Stop the Music. Yeah, that really is. A, it's not one of those beat by beats. Yeah, it's it's a musical. I've spoke a bit about fixing it. Yeah, like it's easy. 
montages yeah quicken it up more village people songs yeah so the biggest change i, th- I think is the music yeah uh, if you if you put in more village people hits yeah. and less richie families yeah yeah you could you could it'd be a more fun film absolutely um, yeah and that's also how to make it worse if you put less village people songs in it <laughs> take out the ymca and oh god play yeah. milkshake again uh, <laughs> well, milkshake's a village people song yeah, we'll and it was written by the the, the original guy oh it's a classic yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's it that's the and the film sucks though it's for me almost unwatchable i, yeah. I struggle to keep paying attention when they're not singing yeah and then i, I don't care yeah. it, it, i want so to say Razzy worthy for you it's it is it's so cheap yeah i think that's it one doesn't of, look it, like it, 20 million i kept or saying it looked million. like um fucking Johnny loves Chachi. Or... Well, as soon as it started, you were just like in your chair, back. Like, this isn't a film. <laughs> this this is like Mark yeah. and Mindy, like special Christmas. Special. The production values pick up a little bit later on, but like to begin with, it's, it's incredibly rough. It's rough. rough. Yeah, when Mahoney's just like zipping yeah. around, and it's, and it's just some of the lighting and choices. You can tell that it's not maybe the experienced. Well, I likened I likened Mahoney to Screech in those early yeah. scenes, and it honestly looks like it could be like an episode of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. It's just like they're on an incredibly cheap set, and there's just, a, like, and there is that. I assume this is a stage director that's no, come onto no, this uh, no, no I'm, so no. the the director Nancy Walker is like she's a she's a big a big deal she was a film and a TV director she was an actress originally directed the Mary Tyler Moore show but yeah she she had directed I think okay yeah no this was the only film she ever directed <laughs> well i'm still taken back because i was trying to give her a benefit of doubt there and yeah. saying that maybe it's a theatrical thing and that's why you're everyone's full energy you're like you know hyping them up and stuff yeah, you're yeah. not actually directing them yeah but no if she's had fucking four she... years of experience on other shows and yeah absolutely it's absolute shit show of a direction so sorry nancy i tried to defend you yeah yeah so yeah i i agree this is like this is razzy worthy mr razzy like he he knocked out of the park. This is a Razzie film. This is exactly what Razzie film. Exactly, yeah. He weird, he nailed it. Shit, odd, unique, like yeah. all, all the elements there of what a Razzie should be. Absolutely, and yeah, I I could only really second second what you said. It ordinarily drives me insane in like a good biopic when they adopt this formulaic walk hard approach, mm-hmm. but when it's already something as offbeat and weird as this, I'm kind of like. I, I kind of want to see them do because it almost becomes a parody yeah, yeah. of like you can't do like a sort of like the village people are so funny and so comic and like subversive and weird that to do it straight is inherently kind of yeah, funny yeah, yeah. so that's why I would have uh, would have liked if they'd adopted the Bohemian Rhapsody approach uh, biopic which I do not care for about another straight musician mm-hmm. so yeah, with all that covered, let's just get on to the awards which this film picked up. So it, it won Worst Film, of course, and Nancy Walker was nominated for Worst Director, which, as you covered there, well-deserved. She could easily have won. Yeah, I think she should have. Bruce Jenner was nominated for Worst Actor, Can't Stop the Music as Ron White, yes. which... Supporting, I am. Uh, yeah, so A is support. Well, no, I mean, uh, he. Had, it's hard to say who the lead is in this. Samantha's probably the lead. Yeah, yeah. But Gutenberg, is Gutenberg one. and Jenner probably share the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Jenner is... Gutenberg and Jenner combined would make a lead, but them being split... I'm not going to get too yeah. hard on this one. Um, yeah. But Bruce Jenner is fucking dreadful. 
I think he's the worst in the film. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think worse than the village people because they get less. And yeah, they're sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Bruce has it. Like, and it's just like the village people, if the village people stink in their own film, such, they've earned that, yeah, but right? But such, why is Caitlyn Jenner stinking out? Can't it's stop weird because stuff. he has such intensity in it as well. Like he is like, like he's like yeah. an explode of anger and rage and it's nothing. It's just like Samantha's going on a date or something yeah. and he's so like tense and nervous. He can't relax. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah like... He's awful. This is one of the worst. I think Bruce Jenner in this is one of the worst I've seen. Period. Wow. Um, sorry, but yeah, he makes it up in Jack and Jill. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Scene stealing performances, Lord yeah. Rivers. And then moving on to worst actress, Valerie Perrin in Can't Stop the Music as Samantha Simpson. So it said in the trivia that this role was written for Olivia Newton-John, and she turned it down in order to do Xanadu. And that could not be more obvious that yeah. she's like, a, okay, just get me the closest and thing. You think that's like a punchline there? Not that's a fucking good choice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well done. Thank your agent for yeah. taking sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, she, she, she's not good. And then we zip on down. I'm glad that the village people dodged nomination yeah, yeah. because it wouldn't surprise me if he'd been like if there's a diff- all yeah, of the village yeah. people as worst screen combo any combination of the village Mr. people. Mr. Razzy was still just sort of finding his yeah, feet at yeah. this point in time. And then worst supporting actress Marilyn Sokol can't stop the music as Lulu Brecht. Is that the so, fashion lady, is it? I assume it must be, yeah. Yeah. Ah, she's fine. She played Matt Otter in Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> uh, no she's I, I barely there but she's not the worst yeah and then worst screenplay it won Can't Stop the Music Bronte Woodard and Alan Carr yes chatty man Alan Carr before he goes on to do my beloved Grease tea. so yeah Bronte Woodard was one of the screenwriters of the original Grease and then Alan Carr was one of the writers of he was a producer of Grease 2, and then he, 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 he co-wrote Grease 2, and then he produced the original Grease, that's right, isn't it? I think so. He's involved in Grease 2, that's all I know of him. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he... Bronte Woodard screenplay, Alan Carr adaptation, so, yeah. It's like the, the duo behind Grease. Yep. There we go. It's a terrible screenplay. It's fucking awful. It's um, horrendous. It's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it completely deserves Complete it. Complete disaster. No fucking, yeah. And then, moving on to worst original ah. song... You, Prentiss, Can't Stop the Music, from Can't Stop the Music, music and lyrics by Jacques Morali. Oh, maybe the other boy wasn't so, involved then. No, I saw him the end credits. Oh, he, he came up for Milkshake and all the other uh, ones, but he didn't. Uh, no, I love his song. I think it's good. Yeah? Yeah. 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 No, no. Okay, so that concludes all we have to say about Can't Stop the Music. Mm-hmm. Join us in part two, the final ever part two, for oh, a bumper package ready. of the first Razzie nominations. A million lights are dancing and there you are, part two. The final ever part two. So here we are with all of the other winners and nominees for the first ever Razzie ceremonies, which were held in Mr. Razzie's living room alcove. (laughs) (laughs) Because he said that it was inspired by the double bill of Can't Stop the Music and Xanadu and then it was just kind of a thing for friends which grew from there. So congratulations, father of us all, Mr. Razzie. <laughs> so the other nominees for Worst Picture, Xanadu. Have you seen Xanadu? I have seen Xanadu. I have the soundtrack at home. Amazing. Uh, I 
I'd probably watch this. I'm, I think my sister would have introduced me to this. Yeah. Again, the Grease, Grease 2. She would have seen this, the Can't Stop Music. I really enjoy Xanadu. Yeah. It is, I love the soundtrack. I love the yeah, yellow. Yeah. I love Olivia's songs on it. Like, it's a, yeah. such a weird melding of things. Yeah, I love Xanadu. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It's, it's yeah. campy good fun. That yeah. This Can't Stop the Music should have been. Yeah. It's like a mirror of it. Yeah. I would, I would say if you're going to see a campy musical film, like, you can Yeah, you want, you want Gene left. Kelly yeah. roller skating around <laughs> at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing bad to say about Xanadu. How did you enjoy it? I thought it was fun. Yeah. We'll just hand over to Mr. Razzi, who says, spoilers, Mr. Razzi hated it. A <laughs> <laughs> man which fun is an yeah. alien concept. Just when you think things can't possibly get any more ridiculous, K slash O, which Mr. Razzi, uh, taking a little little book, out, uh, taking a little leaf out of our book, he calls her Kira slash Olivia. So <laughs> K slash O pops out of a giant neon X to sing the title song, showing off how perfectly shaved her armpits are and risking getting kicked in the head by a group of high-stepping female dancers right behind her whose kicks repeatedly reveal their underpants. Why is he so horny yeah, this year? Weird? Like, He's dancers weird, just, like... Like, yeah. dancers kick high yeah, and, like, they they're wearing leotard. Like, why is he, he looking up women's skirts? Yeah. Like, what's what's he doing? He goes, he goes to the ballet and he's like, the vulgarity on yeah, display exactly. here. Yeah. Look at those armpits. Yeah, man. yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Then next up we have Windows. Have you seen I Windows? I have seen Windows. I have not heard of Windows. Have Windows you? was directed by Gordon Willis, the cinematographer for The Godfather, mm-hmm. of course. So I would have watched it had we had time, but uh, didn't, so cannot comment on Windows. Saturn 3. Have you seen Saturn not. 3? Um, again, it's 1980, so this yep. isn't is 1994. Farrah <laughs> Fawcett, Kirk Douglas and Harvey Keitel. Story lineup. by John Barry. Wow. I might have to see it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Not the stage designer John Barry, not the musical John Barry, uh, unfortunately. Set director on Star Wars, though. Yeah, so, like, yeah. anyone that had a tangible relation to that film went off to try and cash in, didn't they? So, yeah. Fair. And then we have Raise the Titanic. Have you seen <laughs> Raise the Titanic? God, no, I'm not doing well here. This is a bad run. Uh, no, I have not. We should also say that Mr. Razi was very excessive with the first ever ceremony where he had 10 nominees for a lot of the categories. So there's going to be a lot of, nope, next. Yeah. Raise the Titanic, based on a Clyde Cussler novel, starred Jason Robards and Alec Guinness. Ooh. Speaking of Star Wars, I'm sure Alec Guinness will be grateful for <laughs> me thinking of him that way. Then we have The Nude Bomb. Have you seen The Nude Bomb? I have not seen The Nude Bomb. I have seen The Nude You've Bomb. You've seen The Nude Bomb. Really? I think you'd like The Nude Bomb. Oh, okay. The Nude Bomb is a Get Smart movie. Oh. Well, I've seen Steve Carell Get Smart. Is that... Yeah. <laughs> the same, the same yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the original, like the TV series. That, that, that's that was why Mr. A... Razzie's nominated. Yeah. Yeah. It's not this 1964. Early, yeah. Yeah. So The Nude Bomb is exactly as you would think. It is a bomb which turns people nude. Right. And it's like Patrick Stewart in Extras. It's a bomb. <laughs> Blows people's clothes off. <laughs> and before they can get anything, it's too late. And I've seen everything. <laughs> Boom, this is terrible. You have to stop. It's it's funny. Like there's a big there's a big fight uh chase scene at Universal Studios and Bruce the Shark is in yeah. it. Like it's 
there's like so many good gags oh, and sounds, i don't want to no no it sounds fun yeah it's like it's not great but it it, 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 it is a fun movie yeah. and speaking of what i said earlier about like you know the 70s the 80s there was just like a wild time there's like one scene where like a woman falls into the water in the universal studios ride and then just gets out with a wet t-shirt and there's like a close-up yeah. of like I was like, there's no point in this. Like, Porky, is this just... Porky's is in cinema. Exactly, well, Porky's so, like, syndrome. I was yeah. like, there's no need for that. But anyway, different times, different times. Then we have The Jazz Singer. Oh, have I've, you seen... I've tried to watch The Jazz Singer. So um, yeah. my dad had this on CD Yeah, growing up. I fucking hate Neil Diamond, right? Yeah. I'm really sorry, Neil. I'm sure you're a lovely guy. But yeah. like, I, I hate him. Like, it's, I just hate his music. I hate him in The Last Waltz because yeah. he's so out of place and it's so bugging me. But anyway, I did hear the soundtrack. I know the title song. So I tried watching it just to... This was years ago. Yeah. And I hated it. Like, I can't watch Neil Diamond. Yeah. Um, it's not for me. I didn't know it was critically hated. I thought it was liked by people. So... Uh, no, I thought it was... Yeah, like, the the poster is iconic. But I knew, like, the, the original jazz singer is obviously beloved. But yeah. I didn't... I don't think this, this wasn't maybe, as successful I thought as Neil Diamond was born. Bombs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Came out in yeah. floods, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Then we have Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Have you seen Friday the 13th? Nope. Oh, well, move it on. No, of course I've seen it. Um, <laughs> of course I've fucking seen it. I, I have mixed feelings with the first Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, for me, it's far too cheap Yeah. and knocking off Halloween. Yeah. Um, it is a cash in. Like, yeah. The, what the franchise has become is not there in the first film. Yeah. Obviously, I've got no Jason. Yeah. It's the bits I like. I still like the first film, but like, Jesus Christ, it's not not aged well and it's so redundant i think that's the worst part of it you could watch halloween yeah um, you could watch carpenter do it you could watch like compared to like nightmare which has creativity and like some sort of difference to it like yeah this is just man in a mask kills is, people i've seen psycho i've seen halloween let's, yeah let's just make it yeah with the mom twist it yeah it's I, yeah I i don't recommend it but it's you know it's got the cultural status it is better than can't stop the music though <laughs> you can't stop the Jason. <laughs> Nobody can stop. Then we have the formula. Have you I've seen, seen the, formula. the formula? I've not seen. The Stars formula. Marlon Brando and George C. Scott. So you've seen it. I haven't. No, okay. no unfortunately, <laughs> it's one of the Brando films I haven't seen. Also has John Gilgood, the magnificent sunflower from Shining Through. <laughs> so nothing to say there. Then, like the eighties, the eighties for Brando is. Yeah. Like, he does still do occasional good work, but, like, it's not, it's not 70s Brando or 60s Brando Mm -hmm. or 50s Brando. 90s Brando. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Cruising, Cruising. which, credits you, Mr. Razzie, start as you mean to go on, just some fucking bullshit nonsense that should never be nominated in a million years, because Cruising is great. It's a great film. So I, I spotted this and I did, I was like, oh my God, Cruising. Uh, yeah, there's nothing to say other than watch it. It's a good film. Yeah. It's probably... R.I.P. William Friedkin. Yes. Friedkin's my boy. I, I really like Pacino in it. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of my favourite Pacino performances. I um, think it's like, it's very close. Like, it just, like, it's missing a little something. It's very close to being fantastic. Yeah, I like it. I like it a like... lot. Um, so, yeah, no, this is wild there. there. Um, the only thing I kind of connect it to is the Village people have an album called Cruising. That okay. Their biggest album. That's the album that has like YMCA and all that shit on it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously thematically for the films, 
I, I think I can merge them. I think I can get Al Pacino in Can't Stop the Music. Well, we <laughs> all... in about. Well, we always speak about, like, There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men as the two films that we're filming, like, kind of back-to-back and, like, stepping on each other's toes. But I also read that Cruising and Can't Stop the Music were filming in New York at the same time. Or, like, if not filming, the protesters from Cruising intruded on Can't Stop the Music because right. obviously there was such notoriety surrounding Cruising that people were like, hey, they're shooting that Al Pacino movie, shut them down. And then to be like, no, no, it's just the village people. The cop isn't Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my little contribution here. And then the winner, of course, Can't Stop the Music. So moving on to Worst Director, Gordon Willis, Windows. As we mentioned, Gordon Willis being the famed cinematographer who shot The Godfathers, and he also shot eight Woody Allen films, including Annie Hall and Manhattan. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm always interested in DP's turn director, like Wally Pfister made that uh, transcendence and then never did anything again. But, yeah. Um, So we'd be curious to see Windows. We then have Nancy Walker, Can't Stop the Music. Discuss that. Mm-hmm. John Trent, Middle Age Crazy. Never so, John Trent is black on Wikipedia. <laughs> well, you are in luck, my friend, because not only have I heard of Middle Age Crazy, I have watched it. Jesus Christ. And John Trent is black on Wikipedia because he may, in fact, be a pseudonym Ooh. for another John Derek. Ooh. Because Middle Age Crazy is about... Oh no, hang on, wait, I've completely fucked this up. Okay, ignore that, ignore that. <laughs> We're not cutting. I haven't seen Middle Age Crazy, Middle Age Crazy's about Bruce Stern. Moving on. <laughs> um, then we have Michael Ritchie in The Island. Not seen The Island, have you seen The Island? Uh, I've seen the Michael Bay one, but I have not seen this one. Stars Michael Caine. And then, I haven't heard of this guy either. Um, Blue on Wikipedia though, Stanley Kubrick, The Shining. Yeah, so here's a, here we go, it's the first... Big controversy in the first Razzie. He's right off the fucking bat, isn't he? I thought The Shining was nominated for Worst Picture. No, uh, thankfully he had that sense, so at he least. Didn't, he, he enjoyed the film, he just didn't like the direction. Yeah. Um, insane. Mad. Yeah. Literally one of the biggest misses you'll ever fucking do in your life. It almost just doesn't deserve, doesn't like, deserve us talking about it. About it, it yeah. Sidney J. Fury and Richard Fleischer for The Jazz Singer. Yeah. William Friedkin for cruising no, no, again. No, no, yeah. No. Brian De Palma no, no, no. for Dress to Kill. <laughs> so at least like Bonfire of the Vanities is crap. Mm. And like some of his later Brian De Palma films. Like De Palma's not flawless. No, he's not, but Dress not, to Kill is held up as one of his good yeah. ones, isn't it? Dress, I haven't Dress, seen Dress it. Dress to Kill's so. great. It's just like cruising, you know, like yeah. Friedkin's not doesn't hit everything out of the park, but yeah. To pick he, one of his hits. Yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah. The Exorcist is a little uh, And it's also one of those ones where you're like these are people that are talent and creativity and yeah so sometimes the films are misses like yeah I, but I they're swinging love cruising yeah. as much as other freaking films but yeah it's a great film like, yeah yeah same for De Palma absolutely what a run there at Kubrick De Palma and freaking yeah we then have John G. Avildsen who is known for directing Rocky mm-hmm. and that's and the, the formula oh yeah. yeah of course yeah so he's the formula he comes back for Rocky 5 yeah yeah and then the winner is Robert Greenwald for Xanadu which is just like like, not fundamentally undeserved, but, like, it's wild. Like, is this his idea of just, like, spreading the love? Because, like, like you you were surprised that he didn't do a tie between Xanadu yeah, and sure. Can't Stop the Music. Because once you've recognised Can't Stop the Music, 
it deserves it for director yeah, because does. Nancy Walker's job is so much worse than yep. like a hundred times, hundred Rob... times over. Yeah, so I don't know madness. Then moving on to worst actor, Sam J. Jones in Flash Gordon as Flash Gordon. Oh, <laughs> I've seen Flash Gordon. You seen Flash Gordon? Nope. Oh, I li- I like Flash Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, I I like him in it. He was what a football player. Yeah, yeah, he, he's terrible. Like, <laughs> like, it's fitting, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a Flash Gordon. You're just playing He-Man. Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Blessed's flying about, like you know, like um... <laughs> train thespian Brian Blessed. Yeah, I I I really like Flash Gordon. Great soundtrack, yeah. great fun film. Really like a George Lucas favorite. Yeah, like, that's what you could see. Yeah, he just doesn't deserve to be here. Yep. Then we have Bruce Jenner. Can't stop the music as Ron White covered. Then we have Anthony Hopkins in A Change of Seasons as Adam Evans. So this is what I was talking about. I assume you haven't seen A Change of Seasons. seasons. Okay, so I was getting confused. So just imagine that the director of Change of Seasons is John Blank, John Trent, and not uh, Richard Lang. So Anthony Hopkins plays a man married to Shirley MacLaine. He's like an English professor, and he cheats on her with one of his students. And the film opens with Anthony Hopkins frolicking naked in a hot tub with a young co-ed. And like this scene goes on over the titles for about five minutes and the co-ed is played by none other than Bo Derek. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Speechless. Yeah. So Bo Derek is once again fucking an older man. Yep. He's not a fossil, no, so John's not interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. is a different time, but still. Yeah. So uh, Anthony Hopkins is good. Yeah. Like I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's earned this. And spoilers, Bo Derek isn't nominated. Oh, wow. And and she's not terrible. This is the best performance I've ever seen her give, and this is the only time I've been like, you know what? No, maybe there is something here. Mm-hmm. I see what John <laughs> sees in you. That dangerous line to say. <laughs> then we have Richard Dreyfus in the competition Whoa. as Paul Dietrich. I've not seen the competition. Have you? No. Hang on. It's got a poster with a good tagline, so I'm just going to read that out. He's been working for this moment his entire life. This is his last chance. For her, this could be the beginning. And it would be the perfect love story. If it weren't for the competition, <laughs> they broke the cardinal rules of the competition. They fell in love. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> don't make them like that anymore. No, they don't. Then we have Kirk Douglas for Saturn 3 as Adam. Haven't seen. Michael Caine, Dressed to Kill and the Island as Dr. Robert Elliot slash Bobby and Blair Maynard. Maybe for the island, but not for Dressed to Kill. Okay. Then we have Robert Blake, Coast to Coast as Charles Callahan. Good old Robert Blake, eh? Yeah. Um, boys and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, I like Blake, but I haven't seen Coast to Coast. Okay, and we have Michael Beck, Xanadu, as Sonny Malone. He's he bad. That, yeah, he yeah, did. He's, my memory he, is too fuzzy now. He's no Mahoney, but yeah. he's not great. And so well-deserved. And then the winner, Neil Diamond, the jazz singer, as Yusil Rabinovich slash Jess Robin. Yes. moving on worst actress Talia Shire in Windows as Emily Hollander she's clearly using those Godfather connections Deborah Raffin touched by love as Lena Canada oh no it's not an erotic drama I hope not because the screenplay concerns a therapist who tries a novel approach with a girl afflicted with cerebral palsy so you better not (laughs) directed by John (laughs) Derrick then Valerie Perrin 
Can't Stop the Music as Samantha Simpson covered Olivia Newton-John Xanadu as Kira. What's your thoughts, sir? Uh, she's fine for what I think it she's is. Fine. I don't I don't I'm not a big Newton John as an actress fan. No. But I remember being fine. No worse than in anything else in Xanadu. Yeah. Then we have Farrah Fawcett, Saturn Three as Alex. Oh, thank you. Um, what a terrible <laughs> redo the podcast, start everything again. <laughs> Sandra Locke, Bronco Billy as Antoinette Lily. Yeah, I've not seen it, I don't know why I called it out. Bronco Billy's yeah, Eastwood, and I'm just trying to see if this is one of the ones that I don't think this is I, I, I think I'm getting confused. It's not one that uh that PTA incorporates into Licorice like... Pizza, that's Rainbow. Yeah. I think I'm getting confused with Bronco Henry. Bronco Henry oh, is yeah, the yeah, Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch yeah. one. And then what's the thing that DiCaprio is reading in Hollywood? Um, Bronco Buster yeah, Bill or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've not seen this one, though. This is one I passed. I'm probably yeah. like Two Mules is probably my last one from this gap. Yeah. Yeah, so no comment. And then Farrah Fawcett, Saturn 3 is Alex. Mm-hmm. And then, scored out in Wikipedia, Shelley Duval in The Shining as Wendy Torrance. And so this has the addendum that the Razzie Committee officially rescinded the nomination on March 31st, 2002, stating, We have since discovered, discovered, that Duval's performance was impacted by the big old meanie Stanley Kubrick's treatment of her throughout the production. The retraction of the nomination was in response to public backlash that Razzie had received after refusing to retract Bruno's win for worst Bruno performance in a 2021 movie. So, yeah. Okay, you don't need the qualification because she is not bad in The Shining. No. They're basically saying like she stinks, but it's not her fault, mm-hmm. which is a common narrative in that Shelley Duval is like a moron who yeah. is just like tricked and yeah. didn't know what was yeah. going on when she's not a moron and she gives a good performance in The Shining, mm-hmm. which wasn't like a great performance. In yeah, the it wasn't pulled out of her no. like teeth by Stanley Kubrick. It was just like. Yeah, the, the thing is as well. Like I, I can almost understand retracting the Bruce thing. Like we didn't know that was. Yeah, having like, having. I don't want to don't want to dunk on having aphasia yeah. is not having a man yell at yes. you. Yes, and that's like why I don't like it. You can't. Re- you've done it. It's like forty years later. You've yeah, got to start, you, you yeah. can't back down. You've got to double down. You've got. To, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to say no. I did not like. Shannon We're going to give her a governor's award. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to just stand by your guns, and yeah. yet you're wrong. You're so fucking wrong. But then just own it and say, yeah, we've. Yeah. How bad was our opinions in 1980? Yeah, exactly. Give yourself another worst actress. (laughs) Um, Then we have Faye Dunaway in The First Deadly Sin as Barbara Delaney. It's funny seeing all of these people who would become Razzie favourites, like Faye Dunaway, obviously, Mm -hmm. for Mommy Dearest. It's funny seeing their first yeah, appearance. First flickers, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's just like I don't know, just like a a, a movie, like uh, like like I don't know, like yeah, yeah, like the it's like watching the first episode of a TV series yeah. and seeing like a yeah, sporting yeah. character in the back. The or something. Yeah, exactly. Like seeing like Gunther and friends mm-hmm. just spotting them in the back of a shot or something. Then we have Nancy Allen in Dress to Kill as Liz Blake, nope. and then winner Brooke Shields, The Blue Lagoon as Emmeline. Yeah, I've not seen this. So Neither have I. No She's pretty bad in the films I have seen. Yeah, her. that's what I was going to say. I'm not going to defend. I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Then, worst supporting actor with a mere five nominees. Fuck. David Selby, Raised the Titanic, as Dr. Gene Seagram. I haven't seen that and don't really know David Selby. Oh, he's on Dark Shadows. Okay. He was Johnny Depp in the TV oh. show of Dark Shadows. Then, Charles Grodin, oh, Seems I... Like Old Times, as Ira yeah. Parks. Don't know. 
Stars Chevy Chase. Goldie Hawn and Charles Broden. (laughs) (laughs) Then Marlon Brando in the formula as Adam Stifel. So, yeah, can't comment on that, unfortunately. And then it was a tie. The first ever tie in Razzie history with Laurence Olivier for the jazz singer as Cantor Rabinovich and John Adams in Gloria as Phil Don. So... Gloria, I know, because it's the John Cassavetes movie, which would be remade years later with Sharon Stone. So I haven't seen it. But, yeah. What do you think of Olivia? I can't remember it being that bad. Like, Neil Diamond, I I remember instantly. Like, holy shit. I don't remember Lawrence particularly stinking it up. I mean, we discussed this before, though. It's 1980, isn't it? Like, you're in the Jazz Singer remake of Neil Diamond. (laughs) Maybe you're not going to give your best. Uh, Then, Worst Supporting Actress... We have Marilyn Sokol, Can't Stop the Music, as Lulu Brecht, covered. Betsy Palmer, Friday the 13th, as Mrs. Pamela yeah, no, Voorhees. Absolutely not. Like, she, it's one of the best parts. Yeah. yeah no. Jorg Stanford Brown, Stir Crazy, as Rory Shuttlebrook. I've seen Stir Crazy, so. Um, I mean, I like Stir Crazy a lot. Yeah. Who is he? Go hover over his face. Not off the top of my head. Anyway, I love Stir Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I love all the prior Wilder. It says that he was the third lead, seems like. Uh, so. yeah, but that picture is from, like, yeah. 71 or something. So, yeah, I don't know. I love that film, though. Maybe I do need to rewatch it. It's been a few years. Yep. Then Elizabeth Ashley in... Uh, yeah, I read that as Elizabeth Ashley Windows uh, in Gloria or something else. Hang on, wait. We're in... Like, is this a... Is this a... Be dead name in here. Drag thing? Is this, yeah, someone that's transitioned? It doesn't say in drag... So why is Rory Shuffleman? Couldn't name five supporting actresses. This is okay. This is this is weird. Yeah, I I I don't know. It says yeah. It doesn't mention anything about. Could it, it just be a formatting problem on Wikipedia? Yeah, they might yeah. Have just put it in the wrong category when they were formatting. It might not be a Mr. Razzie thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll maybe need to look this up and explain it on a, on a future episode because George Stanford Brown, Stanford Brown appears to be male and Rory Shuttlebrand, to the best of our awareness, is also male. So I don't know what's going on here. Then we have Elizabeth Ashley in Windows as Andrea Glasson. No comment. And the winner... Amy Irvin in Honeysuckle Rose as Lily Ramsey. I'm taking that you haven't seen Honeysuckle Rose. I have not. Have you? <laughs> no. Remake of the 1936 Swedish film Intermezzo. Willie Nelson stars in the lead, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's something. <laughs> then on to worst screenplay. So we have Xanadu, Richard C. Danis, and Mark R. Rubel. Any thoughts on the Xanadu screenplay? No. I mean, yes. Like... I, the, old, the sympathy I always have for Zana do is like it is meant to be, yeah, little low budget roller yeah. skater thing disco, and then it turns into this big bloated Olivia Newton John Grease thing. Yeah. So like your original screenplay has probably been blown up and the budget's tripled and all that. So yeah, yeah. It pro- yeah, it's a bit of a weird mess. But when it when it was written, I bet you it made so much sense for like budget and production. But it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, can't deny that. Yeah. Then Windows Barry Siegel. And then we have Touched by Love, Hesper Anderson, Raise the Titanic, Adam Kennedy and Eric Hughes from the novel by Clyde Cussler, Middle-Aged Crazy, Carl Kleinschmidt, 
It's My Turn by Eleanor Bergstein, Michael Douglas this time, and Charles Grodin yet again. <laughs> Grodin's making money in 1980. Um, no, I've not seen it though. Tagline is, it's a funny love story. Um, <laughs> Michael Douglas with some weird facial hair there. Then the formula, Steve Shaggin, Cruising by our old friend William Friedkin. Absolutely not. Yeah. A Change of Seasons, Erich Siegel, Androni Kern, and Fred Siegel. And so this is, in fact, there you go. The poster is Anthony Hopkins in a hot tub <laughs> with Bo Derek. And that's she the... may be 20 and gorgeous, but I have not yet begun to fight. So that's a quote by, that's a quote they're putting in Shirley MacLaine's mouth. So the poster on Wikipedia is amazing because it's one of those scans of an actual physical poster as someone's folded over. And it's Anthony Hopkins kissing Bo Derek in a hot tub whilst shot by like Vittorio Storaro like it's like they're in a hot tub in Vietnam it looks like it's apocalypse now and then a little bubble you have Shirley MacLaine looking up with an ecstatic expression on her face too terrifying (laughs) and that little quote yeah it's it's not a great screenplay but nor is it terrible you could kind of imagine Noah Baumbach making that movie without huge sweeping changes then worst screenplay can't stop the music Bronte Woodard and Alan Carr. So that leaves us with the first ever worst original song, mm-hmm. "You Baby Baby" from the Jazz Singer. Music and lyrics by Neil Diamond. We didn't do a research, so I don't have a comment. Fair um, enough. Where do you catch the bus from tomorrow? From a change of seasons. Music by Henry Mancini. Lyrics by Marilyn Bergman and Alan Bergman. So this is kind of your standard Henry Mancini song of it's like beautiful music, maybe a little saccharine with the lyrics on top. It plays as Anthony Hopkins walks yeah. off into the oh, snow Mancini, alone. Yeah. Mancini's music's great. I can guarantee it's a beautiful song. With yeah. Someone slaps on some lyrics. You put the John Derek touch of approval, yeah. done. Um, <laughs> then it's we a have... terrible title though, Where Do You Catch the Bus for Tomorrow? That's yeah. a terrible name for a song. <laughs> <laughs> Then we have Suspended in Time from Xanadu, music and lyrics by John Farrar. I don't know that one off the top of my head. That's not a yellow song. Um, So yeah, no comment. You Can't Stop the Music from Can't Stop the Music. Nope, 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 nope. And then the winner, The Man with Bogart's Face from The Man with Bogart's Face. Music by George Dunning, lyrics by Andrew Fennedy. And again, no comment for this, but I love that. The film's great. Directed, screenplay, acting, all wonderful. But that fucking song, yeah. that theme, that is, I'm coming down on that. Yeah. And so, that's it. That the it. first ever Razzies. We've said all that we have to say on Razzie ceremonies which exist. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. yeah, not much to add there. There's a lot of ones that have gone under our radar. Yeah. Um, again, like we've said, it's like a, a beta, isn't it? You're just yeah. seeing... Working out the kinks. Working out the kinks. So. Yeah. I, got, I do have a little bit of lean weight. I mean, he's hitting massive misses here uh, yeah and he is he's, he's obviously going for the big names the old names yeah like, um, he's, he's punching up really yeah. you've got yeah you've got a you've got to get the PR yeah, by going yeah. for Brando and Hopkins so yeah it's and, called yeah. Olivier and, yeah, yeah you're going yeah. for these names um, even Friedkin probably so yeah exactly Friedkin. the controversy yeah. thread in the film he wants a little piece of yeah, that action so Mr. Yeah. Razzie's cruising yeah. for some PR <laughs> <laughs> but of course the Razzies may have just formed, but the Stinkers had been going on for a little while, as the Razzies, they may be the best, they may be the worst, but they were not the first. So we had the third Stinkers, and their ballot, quite interesting, completely different. Mm-hmm. Holy Moses, 
the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu, starring Peter Sellers. They had Can't Stop the Music, that's the only overlap. And then it was The Apple. And their winner went to Robert Altman's Popeye. Yeah, it's nicely different choices. Um, yeah. I really like Popeye, so... Yeah, glad, same. Um, yeah. Glad that... Like, I don't know, I'm, not, I'm sad that we didn't get to watch Popeye, but that's a, yeah. that's a bad choice. That's a wrong yeah, choice. Yeah. Objectively, Popeye is a billion times better than Can't Stop the Music. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. And their dishonorable mentions, it's quite normal stuff here. I, I say normal, but like as far as the stinkers go, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, The Blue Lagoon, Caligula... Cruising, First Family, Flash Gordon, Friday the 13th, The Gong Show Movie, Herbie Goes Bananas, The Hunter, The Jazz Singer, Night Games, The Nude Bomb, Oh God, Book 2, Oh Heavenly Dog, Raise the Titanic, Saturn 3, Simon, Smokey and the Bandit 2, Times Square, Up the Academy, When the Time Ran Out, Where the Buffalo Roam, and Xanadu. Wow, um, so yeah, I almost had an aneurysm there, I did not expect to see legit one of my favourite films, Caligula. Yeah. And I've, I've scrambled. Yeah, I know. It's, it's 1979. I've always said we need to go a year back. And, yeah, and, yeah. And we need to do a Caligula at some point. But you know what? I'm going to give it to the Stinkers. February the 1st, 1988 for its US release. There we so go. It did Mr. Make, Razzie could have yeah, nominated could it. Have easily have nominated it. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I, I love that film so much. Um, I would have making my own podcast about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, though, like it is very standard. Just a lot of crossovers. A lot of things where you're like, oh, it feels more comedic slanted. You know, like the Gong Show movie. Yeah, just a lot of cheap, disposable, whatever, tat. So not too much to comment on. They nominated Robert Altman for Worst Director for Popeye. Nominated Peter Sellers for The Fiendish Plot of Dr. Fu Manchu. Nominated Tinto Brass and Bob Guccione for Caligula. They gave the award to Mahoney for Mm -hmm. Can't Stop the Music. And then, oh, they had Jenner supporting. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm scanning through here, and I don't see a single Caligula nomination. Apart from director. Was it director? Uh, Tinto Brass. Oh, shit, so is And then, oh, wow, they have their comment, they have their oh, category wow. for worst child in a feature role. So, Jill Whelan in Airplane. Wow. I don't remember a kid being that bad in Airplane. No. Ricky Schroeder in Last Flight of Noah's Ark. John Adams in Gloria. Oh, shit! That's the winner! Mr. Razzie gave it to a kid in the first first for Gloria. Wow! Oh, thank God we did this. Wow. Start as you mean to go on. We truly, yeah, wow. (laughs) Quit the movie industry after the film. So I love that Mr. Razzie rescinded Shelley Duval's Razzie. But he's not rescinded John Adams, Razzie. Nope. Wow. One film, one and done. Yeah. Bullied out of his dreams. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh my god, wow. Ironically on IMDb, it's related to the best child performances in movie history. Nice, so nice. That boy could have been a star, Mr. Razzie. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> the winner went to Luan Srota in Oh God, book two. So the only other one I want to speak about is worst song or song performance in a film or its end credits. So... Universal Melody by George Gilmore, May Highland from The Apple, Mr. Weinstein, Robbie Benson from Die Laughing, Milkshake, my beloved Milkshake. <laughs> uh, you get my stinkers. Yeah. The, film, the, the song that makes me want to go out and drink some milk <laughs> by uh, The Village People, B.I.M. by Alan Young and Grace Kennedy from The Apple, and He Needs Me by Shelley Duval from Popeye. Oh, no. Which outrageous because not only is this 
great in Popeye, it's also used to great effect in Paul Thomas Anderson's Punch Drunk Love. And one of my other great obsessions, which I don't really find a way to work in the conversation on the podcast, Carly Rae Jepsen. She uh, recycles that into one of her songs. So PTA and CRJ, two of my favourites. So I will not stand for He Needs Me Slander. Very surprised uh, Mr. Razzie didn't double down on Duval. Yeah, exactly. Um, Like that would have been, I mean, been wrong, doubly wrong. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. I was a little surprised by that as well. And so that... That concludes that's 1980. That's the that's the year by years done. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have enjoyed the podcast, then you can get in touch with us at watchingworstfilms at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media at watchingworst. Mm-hmm. However, we may have come to an end, but we are not quite ready to say goodbye. We do still have other business to cover we as we're going to elongate this partying like <laughs> the return of the king. <laughs> Come on in, we'll get you a cup of tea. <laughs> the horse will be thoroughly <laughs> So join us next week when we are going to be covering all of the... It's going to be a best of show. Yes. It's going to be uh, the greatest <laughs> hits. Because as we've alluded to throughout the podcast, the Razzie does have these kind of like worst 10 years, yeah. worst of our first 25th years. Mr. Razzie can't keep to anything, so it falls away. Like he should have done one a couple of years ago for the yeah. the 2010s. But we do have the the decade shows and a and a quarter century show exactly. to cover. So it's the roundup so, of the roundups. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be taking a trip down memory lane mm-hmm. and revisiting some of our old friends next week. Yes. And I hope you join us for that. Exactly. Thanks very much. See you then, guys. <laughs>